This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast. And on the line right now, I'm joined by New Zealand International Film Festival Festival Director Martin Rabatz. Good morning to you, Martin. Morena, good morning. How is it down there? Not too bad this morning. The sun, well, it's not up yet, but uh, the sky <laughs> the sky is clear, and we're, we're going to have a, a bit of a beautiful day. It's a little, slight frost, and but the snow that we had a couple of days ago has dissipated a bit, so... We're all good. We're hearty down here. It sounds like, yeah, I know you are. It sounds like perfect weather to go to the movies tonight. It most certainly does seem like the perfect weather. Because, of course, the festival kicks off tonight, uh, not only at home, as it uh, was going to be completely for, for a while, but also at the cinema now. And, and what better cinema than the Regent? Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favourite cinemas in the country. It's just a beautiful space to see a movie and audiences just really, really engage with the films down there. I was visiting last year uh, during the festival before I took on the directorship and I just enjoyed my Dunedin visit so much. Oh, we're glad, we're glad. Right, a bit of a baptism of fire, Martin. Um, I mean, <laughs> who could have predicted this? But I guess also a kind of a blessing for you personally to be able to come home uh, at a time like this after being based overseas for many years. Yeah, the timing on, in my personal life of getting back to New Zealand uh, before this you know, sort of COVID cloud settled on the world, um, well, that, well, that wasn't planned either, but it's been a real privilege to be, to be back. And, you know, um, I feel heartbroken for, for the rest of the bits of the world where I have been living the past 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been um, um, a, a vertical learning curve. I was describing this the other day. I was saying, well, you know, I thought I'd, you know, got the directorship of, of the New Zealand International Film Festival, which is more, you know, like a stately waka pulling into the shore every year, but it's... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I don't know what... don't know what happened there. I'll get him back. I was I was going to be a navigator of a state in Waka, um, but it turned into where I was was saying I was turned into a whitewater raft along the way. But um, you know we've we've all learned a lot. An incredible team of the festival just turned their skills and capacities to putting on a festival like no one has ever seen before. This will be the first hybrid film festival with both films online and in cinemas um, opening in the world. Uh, the Toronto Film Festival is going that direction. Sundance Film Direction festivals going that same direction so we're mm-hmm. sort of ahead of the, ga- the curve here wow it's amazing so I, some of these festivals are probably looking at you and talking to you about how did you do this how do we get it get it going because i mean it's not really a case of just oh we'll just chuck them online now um cinema and online rights are two different beasts aren't they thank you for noticing that um a lot of people who attend our films or see them online don't understand the underlying um issues around acquiring rights from the rights holders to put them either online or on cinema so yeah we had sorted out all of the rights for the online films we were just sort of closing all those deals when 
the COVID restrictions looked like they were starting to lift so we could go back into cinemas. So we had to go back to all sorts of rights holders and say, oh, and by the way, how about if we get, you know, can we have four screenings of this so we can play it across our four main centres? And, you know, so, yeah, there was suddenly a lot more negotiation going on, more deals to, to draft and sign. So, yeah, it's, it's been fun. And that's a testament to the team, I guess, that your predecessor, Bill, has put together as well, right? I mean... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, Bill, Bill, Bill had the most amazing team. The machinery of the festival was immaculate. And the skill base of people, we were able to turn, you know, people who were the annual, say, the annual producer of the Auckland Festival here with the Civic Theatre and all of these other venues in Auckland, we turned her skill to being the person who produces all of the online events. So we've been working out of a small studio up here at the Aotea Centre. We set up a small studio in Wellington. I've been interviewing people. She's been setting up many, many interviews with people all around the world um, at different times. And we'll be going out live tonight with Justin Kurzel, the director of um, True History of the Kelly Gang, for example. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. So... You know, someone who's really skilled at producing in bricks and mortar turned into a really skilled producer um, for online events. That's amazing. I had Justin on last week for a chat. He was um, fantastic, and that film was brilliant, by the way. Um, Yeah, I'm really proud of having that as our opening film this year. I think it's the one year that I can just program whatever I like because I don't have to worry about our corporate sponsors. Oh, very good, very good. I mean, I guess just quickly um, with, with the COVID thing, it's a testament to to us as as New Zealanders as well to have you in this lucky position to be able to show at places like the Regent uh, and and Wellington and Auckland and cinema as well, right? I mean, you probably thought when it did all strike, we wouldn't have been here, uh, and many other we look around the world. Um, Absolutely, and yeah, I mean, and and the possibility that we could have slipped back, you know, the way that Melbourne has, for example, is is always there. So we're just delighted that you know the elimination of the virus is held, and we're keeping it at the border. Um, but yeah, we had no idea. I mean, back in March, um, you know, there was no way of knowing where we were going to be. But as things evolved and changed, we were we were really excited to start talking to you know. Sarah, the manager of the Regent, is a great partner every year. And, mm-hmm. and also, these were venues that had been, you know, suffering. They'd been dark. They'd had no performances in them. So being able to bring that content, not just to the audiences, but to all of our, you know, it's all a lot of it, not all, but a lot of our um, our screening venues has been an important part, I think, for the festival to play and just rebuilding cultural life across the country. That's right. That's right. Um, when you put something to, like this together, uh, Martin, what are the parameters? How, do you try to achieve some kind of balance in the program? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one thing that is always the same, the red line that runs through, is the high, high quality of the cinema. Um but, you know, we have really great kids' films this year. We have some amazing documentaries. We have some hard-hitting dramas. We've got some light-hearted sort of comedies. Um, you, always, you know, I, I, I say that myself and the program team, we don't watch films for ourselves and to please our own taste. We watch films with 250 or 60,000 sets of eyes who buy the mm. tickets to our films. Yeah. And, we, you know, we, we put ourselves in, in their shoes. So there's always a spread to make sure that there are films for different audiences. We've really worked hard at looking to find films for um, some of our our, our more more recent migrant communities, films from um, China, East Asia, um, looking for films from 
you know, just different parts of the world that maybe we haven't focused on so much before, and that will continue. We've actually hired international program um, consultants in Latin America, North America, independent, um, the worldwide indigenous space, um, China, East Asia. Um, so wow. we're really making sure that we're speaking to as close as you know, clearly as possible to the diversity of our audience, but also opening up a diverse, you know, number of windows for our our, our you know, traditional audiences as well. Did did you uh, did COVID um, did it change the program in any way? Did you have like more filmmakers coming at you? Oh, please put my film in here. Things I'm not showing over here anymore. <laughs> Anything like that go on? Um, well, I, you know what that's changed is that a lot of the big films that we would normally get from the Cannes Film Festival, the big name directors, the big cast films, Cannes Film Festival was totally cancelled this year. Yeah. First they postponed it, then it was cancelled. So we have you know, 20, sometimes 30 films direct from Cannes every year. Those are higher profile films, the kind of films that, that normally we'd be showing, you know, Regents, Embassy Wellington, Civic Auckland kind of Spaces, Isaac Head Royal in, in Christchurch, um, we couldn't get those because they simply hadn't been premiered out in the world. Um, we have a few big name films. We've got the beautiful film The Truth mm-hmm. uh, by the Japanese director Corriedo with Catherine Deneuve, Juliette Binoche. So, you know, that's the traditional kind of film that we would have in those big venues. But that changed the program. So I'm saying this year, it feels more like a Sundance program or a Berlin program or a Locarno yeah. Film Festival program than it might a Cannes Festival program as we, we might normally have. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah you, so, so the festival opens um, with the true history of the Kelly Gang at 7pm online. But in yep. Dunedin at the Regent, we're starting with The Truth, uh, a French film by a Japanese director. Yep. French film, Japanese director, a, a beautiful mother-daughter story. Um, Catherine Deneuve plays um, an actress diva, I wonder. You know, that's a little close to, to, to her real life. And Julia Binoche plays her daughter. But it's, it's a really complex and beautiful story of, of trying to find some reconciliation by two characters who may not have been the closest in the earlier part of their life. But the thing I, I really love about Corriedo directing it, his lightness of touch, his Japanese smile that's behind every frame, um, I think makes it a very different film than if a French director had told this story with two, these two actresses. There's something specifically Corriere-ish about it. Um, and another one, and I, I, I got to see it um, because I had got to do the interview, was um, from Haifa, Al Mansour, The Perfect Candidate. Oh, yeah. um, I thought that was a wonderful film. It's a beautiful film, and it's, I think it's it's, it's it's sort of indicative of, of the kind of films that I think are important that the festival shows, that they aren't just great stories, but they um, speak to um, society in ways that we don't necessarily see. I mean, Haifa is female director in Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yeah. That in itself is, is an extraordinary thing. Um, this is her second film, and it deals directly. It goes straight for the jugular of women's rights in Saudi Arabia. And yet it's told in this really great family, you know, women getting together to sort of fight the fight of one of their sister's stories. Um, I think it's. An, I think these are the kinds of films that festivals should be showing, that festivals 
need to show. I think they're the kind of films that audiences also expect of film festivals. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Really strong on the doco front too, and I think, you know, documentary's popularity only grows stronger and stronger. Um, yeah. I love a good documentary, and um, there's quite a few um, that really stand out um, from the kind of controversy of uh, Before Everest. You know, I mean, yeah. that's a brave thing to make, that film. It is. I, before Everest, yeah, what do you do when Edmund <laughs> Hillary is, like, mean about your dad? <laughs> um, it is a great premise, and the director is so charming because he really didn't want to make the film. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of feel it because he kind of thought his dad was a bit of a jerk as well. So he sort of thought maybe so Ed had a point. Mm-hmm. Um, that all unfolds in the documentary, but his sister insisted that they needed sort of clear dad's name or at least get clarity understand why and that becomes a family story as much as it you know played against a very big backdrop of of the legend of edmund hillary and mount everest is the biggest backdrop yeah 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 um i don't know how he took that on his sister is wonderful she's so funny isn't she a great (laughs) character yeah uh is there anything else like any films or uh, categories that, that stand out to you well i mean i love them all equally as you know of course uh (laughs) Um, I, I, yeah, I do want to mention that there are some, you know, the, the animation films are terrific as always. The kids' films are amazing. And mm-hmm. the New Zealand doc that are beyond the Hillary film, um, we have two coming to the Regent that will actually have cast and crew with them or, or film teams with them. One is called A Girl on the Bridge. It's by uh, director Leanne Cooley. Mm-hmm. And it tells the story of Jazz, who is a, a young woman who's a suicide survivor and she becomes an advocate for suicide prevention in the most extraordinary way. But it's a beautiful portrait of a woman finding you know, her power and agency um, and full of hope, and that's great. And I think that's going to be at the Regent on Monday the 27th with the Q&A following. Um, so at 6.30 p.m., um, I believe, but yeah, it's in our schedule Monday at the Regent, and yes. then the other film is called to, um, Loimata, The Sweetest Tears which is the story of a female Samoan uh, waka builder and navigator Amazing. who uh, is going on the, the last journey of her life as she's, uh, she has cancer but she's a healing journey and she takes her family back to Samoa where they haven't been since they migrated back in the 1960s. Um, it's, again, a, a film that has some heavy family sub- text within it, um, but, again, it's a story full of hope and, and empowerment. So that's going to be also with the uh, director and members of the family who are part of that, and that'll be there on Sunday, the 2nd of August. Uh, so they'll be speaking about that film. And that will be just before our closing film, which is The County... Uh, from Iceland, and it's extraordinary how many how many similarities there are between Iceland and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the story of a female farmer who's fighting the powers that be around her, who are corrupt, and she's trying to sort of set things to right. I'm calling it Erin Brockovich in Gumboots. How oh, wow, amazing! Iceland just punches above its weight in all kinds Doesn't of it? arts and yeah. culture. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they're just too cold to do anything else. Um, <laughs> I mean, they have a very unique kind of way of seeing the world. And, and that's, I think, not unlike us. You know, when yeah. you're on an island, windblown island, as theirs is, as ours can be, in the middle of a big ocean, you kind of really see the world in a different way. We'll be talking to Grimmer Hakkanasen, the director of that film, live um, around the online screening. So anyone who wants to join us for that closing film, 
on Sunday the 2nd. Uh, Grimma will be talking to us live from Iceland. Oh, wonderful. Fantastic. Well, um, Martin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much to you and your team uh, for all the hard work you've obviously done. Um, it's, it's incredible that you've got it off the ground. You could have just cancelled like so many others are around the world. Uh, but you persevered and powered through and you've come up with something quite extraordinary and brilliant. So well done. Thank you so much. And thanks for all your support down there. And, um, yeah, enjoy the movies, Otago. That's right, we will. New Zealand International Film Festival starts tonight. Check out nziff.co.nz for more details. Once again, Martin, thank you so much. Have a great day and enjoy the festival. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Radio 1 91 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.